lesbi gay. Where I'm the les. And I'm the gay. And today we're going to talk about the best, best parts of being gay. gay. Woo! Um, so I realize that <laughs> some of our episodes perhaps are a little pessimistic about the gay experience and we have spent a lot of time talking about a lot of the hard things and the difficult things and we talk you know we talked about internalized homophobia and growing up gay and these different things that aren't great but being gay is so great no it really it's is so good. i mean if it <laughs> if it wasn't we <laughs> would have a lot more dissonance i don't know Right, I'm with them. We wanted to make this episode because, like, I mean, especially pointing out all the problems that come with Which being gay. Which I think is them... important to talk about, too, because I think sometimes people don't talk about those things, and then they're things that we don't necessarily acknowledge. So and I'm glad that we're, like, yeah. holding the space to acknowledge, like, yes, internalized homophobia is a big problem. Yeah, and if you don't acknowledge that the problems that you face and that you will face, um, then you're no better than a straight man. And well, you... <laughs> okay. That's... Okay. <laughs> Not all straight men. No, no, But, no, you know. No. Oh, well. no, no, but honestly, I mean, that, that's a perfect segue. I think one of my, I'll start. Yeah, yeah, please. <laughs> one of my favorite parts about being gay is that we kind of form a, our own script. And mm. so like me as a man, a lot of the like things that I now am very aware of that are like very toxic, very like forcibly masculine, very just forcibly heteronormative, I don't have to do. Yeah. Because... Because I'm queer, and it's like a whole new world. Not to say that the expectations aren't there, because that's like, I mean, we've right. talked about internalized homophobia, da 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 But we're able to recognize, like, oh, that's bullshit. Yeah, that's and it's, not, That's not a necessary thing I need to do, yeah. and it's dumb. Well, and I, yeah, and I can't, which is, like, true on all fields, whether you're straight or not, you know? Mm-hmm. But I think if I was straight, I don't think I would have questioned that. that yeah, that's exactly you know, what I mean. Where that... I think that me being gay has allowed me to unlearn a lot of things that are like givens or societal pressure type stuff. Yeah. I mean, I think if I was straight, I'd be like real into that purity culture. And it, yeah. <laughs> Still real, like, you know, have very different views of sexuality well, in that sense. And it starts very small. I mean, even, I mean, I think about too, like, oh, who pays? They're like, oh, who, who, mm-hmm. who's going to cook and who's going to work? And like all the like very big things that obviously not every straight person oh, yeah. abides to. But it's definitely an idea that's implanted in my head, especially where I grew up. Uh, right. <laughs> but then furthering that to like sex education was always like, don't have sex. What if you get pregnant? What if? And I'm always like, well, that's not going to happen. I know. Yeah. <laughs> and I, we were talking the other day. We were like, I forget that that's how babies are. Made. <laughs> <laughs> like that sex leads to pregnancy. Yeah. I forget. <laughs> I forget that sex leads to pregnancy. Yeah. No, but the simple truth of just like how sex education, even in my abstinence only sex education was about like penis in vagina. Mm-hmm. And then when it was two penises, I had to, like, learn what that was. And then I sort of accidentally got, like, a better sex education. Right. Better than most of my peers just yeah. from my own research. Yeah. And I also think that sex in the queer community is celebrated a lot more. And it's not shamed as much or thought of as, as scary. And so yeah. I think 
you know, it has allowed us to be a lot more liberated in our sexuality. Yeah. Right? And I I think it's too, because there is that community, because there's other Mm -hmm. people. Because I experienced before the whole, well, this goes in hand with being a gay man, but I experienced the dissonance of not being a conventional man. Mm -hmm. And I think about straight men that might not be conventional men Mm -hmm. and how there's not like a, like they're not shunned or oppressed enough to the point that there's a community of, lack of a better term, metrosexuals, right? Right, right. Um, so, so, but the fact that there's like, though in some places it's harder to find, there's a gay community and there's other people that have broken that script and it's easier mm-hmm. to find those resources um, and then to like socially break from it. Like no one's gonna question me anymore because I am gay and there's like a privilege with that oh, too. You know, like if I no, break that's so this, interesting. Yeah, if I break the script of being a man, yeah, people disagree with like, my being gay, but it ex- it's explained because I'm gay. Oh, interesting. In their which heads, like, which, like, doesn't go hand in hand. Isn't good, but, <laughs> but also, I think, allows a little bit of freedom for us. Yeah, it's like a toxic people, toxic loophole thing, right? Right. But then if there's, for example, I talked about this before, just unconventional men. I think when I was discussing the Boy Scouts or something. Right, just right. Like, just, like, young men that don't want to be this dominant, toxic thing not that dominance and toxicity go hand in hand Mm -hmm. (laughs) not what i meant but they don't have the space or the label to break it especially like if you're a cis Mm -hmm. straight white man you have do cis straight white man things and there's not like a total space to break that yet right like the the standards are very strict yeah and it's Yeah. yeah but because i'm gay people like disagree with me being gay but they don't try to change well that's a lie people try to change me but like the sense of they're not, like, next to me, shaking me. They're more so pointing fingers from afar. Right. Well, and, and because I feel like when a person who isn't gay, who then kind of breaks that mold, then people are like, oh, are you gay? And then it's yeah. like, no, I'm not. And then it's like, well, then why are you acting that like that? But then it's like, oh, are you gay? And it's like, well, yeah, I am. And they're like, oh. <laughs> well, <it's> like, <laughs> they're like, okay, I mean, I guess. <laughs> like, Cause then, well, because then in, in that sense, if they're doing more feminine things and they're not gay, the gay community isn't necessarily for them. No, and no, exactly. Like, yeah. yeah, so... It's so, a similar vein of like, oh, you're not gay. Maybe some, like, toxic gay men are like, oh, yes, you are. Yeah. Like, right. Which, and again, all of this is a problem. <laughs> but. <laughs> no, but in short, it's the, like, forging my own path. And we, I mean, circling back, we got here from, like, the sex education thing. Because my sex life is so forged out of, like, word of mouth and my own experiences. Which I guess a lot of people's are. But the mouths that I get my words from. <laughs> that you get your words from? <laughs> I don't even know how to like further that point other well, than to I say that, that sex like, education is we, corrupt and straight people don't question it. You know? Well, yeah, and I think we exist in a more sex positive community. And so then yes. like sexuality is, like I said, celebrated and that allows for more freedom and more expression of sexual orientation or of sexual practices i think one of the things that i also love about being gay is the fact that there isn't like a set script of like this is what sex is this is how it has to be the man is dominant the woman is submissive because obviously that's not always true right you know and that especially for like 
women who have sex with women, lots of freedom. I yeah. mean, because again, like sex isn't one specific thing. Yeah, it's like a whole bunch of different acts. Especially, especially when the genitals aren't right, a when, hole in a stick. <laughs> right. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> but really, that's no, like, no, no, no. That like because we live in such a phallocentric patriarchal society. Once you like remove the man and remove the penis, I think that there is like a lot more freedom then. And so then, like, sex isn't this like one specific act. It's just kind of like a whole bunch of things. And then depending on who you're with, you can just kind of decide like, hey, do you want to try this thing? And then you do. And then you're like, oh, that was fun. Do you want to do this thing now? Yeah. And it's just, like, all sex. Right. Like, there isn't one specific thing. Like, it can look so many different ways. And, like... Yeah. There's just so much freedom. Right. And I've learned, too. I mean, even, like, all the sexual anxieties that I had going in, I mean, it was very... Looking back on it was based on this root of, like, what heteronormative sex was. And that there's always a script. And that, like, I don't know, the concept of, like, pleasing a partner, making sure they get off, or, like, Mm -hmm. you're good at sex if you get your partner off, and, like, this thing. Those were literally all these heteronormative scripts that I still had in my head that I had to break down. Mm -hmm. Because think about a normal gay porn script that a lot of men abide to, and it's sort of like, you know, you make out, you blow the guy, you do anal, whatever the cycle is. Mm -hmm. Again, phallocentric. Phallocentric. No, right, right, right. And Mm -hmm. then, though I've been with men where that's been the case... When I, like, open up and have spoken out, most men are not, like, these vicious things and are much more understanding Yeah. than I was taught that they would be. So, for example, like, even the concept of, like, bottoming, every gay man I've been with has, like, understood that that is a process. Right. <laughs> and, like, and, like, the first couple times I bottomed, yeah, it wasn't, like, this magical moment, but I realized it's because I wasn't communicating very well. Mm-hmm. And when I did communicate... They were always really understanding. And then when they weren't, which I don't even think that ever really happened. But if they weren't, I felt power knowing that they were crazy or in the wrong, as opposed to me being in the wrong for not being a loose bottom. (laughs) Oh, that like they weren't, yeah, the fact that they weren't communicating or they were just making these assumptions about what your body could do or how sex was. Yeah, I didn't feel like I was bad at sex because... I didn't live up to their expectations, which right. is what I was taught forever. I right. felt that they then were bad at sex and I did not want to have sex with them. And owning the power that there are other sexual partners out there. Right. And, the, and even the concept that I can have numerous sexual partners because I'm already going to hell anyway. Well. Uh, I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know like what I mean? Does said, that make sense? No, that does make sense. Yeah. And I think because sexual expression is so all over the place with the queer yeah, community yeah. and can be so many different things that then, and we've talked about this, but it like forces this communication yeah. because again, you can't just assume the person you're with is dominant or submissive or that they're yeah. a top or a bottom. Like you have to have conversations about yeah. that and have then that opens the door to have conversations about like, cool, what do you like? What do you want to do? Which then I think leads to better sex. Yeah. Because it's the is... assumptions and the lack of communication that creates problems. Yeah. And I like don't want to diminish that there are, trust you me, there are gay men out there that like still abide to that sort mm-hmm. of like, don't communicate, just know what you're doing yeah. or something. I think women are better. <laughs> they probably are. <laughs> but I even think about with, um, with like gay culture and homosexuality being normalized a bit more. I think there's this, like, gray area where sometimes people can bleed the two together. We're mm-hmm. like, oh, 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 he's gay, which he's just doing the same thing I'm doing, but with a man. 
Oh, yeah. so like, here's here's how you be good at sex. Right. Know what you're doing. Or something. Right. As opposed to like being taught to communicate that like most people don't get mm-hmm. taught. Right? So yeah. like, just me reiterating that there are still gay men out there that don't necessarily communicate. But in my right. experience, the standard is communication. Yeah. And when those... Because it has to be. Yeah, because you know? it's so different. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I also think, kind of going off of this, that I feel like for straight women, there are much higher, like, beauty standards or, like, Mm. what is sexy, air quote. Yeah. And I definitely think that comes from straight men and (laughs) the standards that they have for women and what women should look like. I also think that women put some of these standards on themselves and then also from advertisement and capitalism and there's obviously lots of sources (laughs) that tell straight women what they should look like and be. But I also find that as a woman who dates women, that uh, women tend to be a lot more understanding and just kind of think everyone is beautiful. Which is good. And so I also think that, uh, you know, my self-esteem in that sense is probably a lot better than it would be because I'm gay. You know, and because I I know like, oh, yeah, I'm probably not attractive to a straight man. I would be very surprised if I attracted a man. But I know that I am attractive to a lot of women, you know, like... And that's such an interesting fact, because I don't feel the same way about being a gay man. Because I feel like there still are... I think men are the problem. (laughs) Right? (laughs) Right? Like, maybe men's standards for, for like, how you look are just too high. I mean, just men in general. And I think maybe women just think everyone is beautiful. Uh, (laughs) Right? I don't know. Blanket statements. Maybe, yeah, I was going to say that's probably not a good thing to say. (laughs) (laughs) Um, yeah, anyway, I was, I don't want to go on this giant rant of all the terrible parts Ah! of the gay community, because this is about the best parts of the gay community. So I guess me as a gay woman. The best part. (laughs) Yeah, I would say that, um. Gays and lesbians. Like, I can feel attractive and very beautiful, even though I'm not, air quote, like, conventionally, you know. Yeah, and I'll say, too, that I feel good being able to break convention Mm -hmm. like that. I I really like being gay, just like in a general sense. Yeah, no, I definitely would. I Um, definitely wouldn't want to be straight. Well, like I wouldn't. (laughs) I mean, I wouldn't trade it. Well, and I think that's a good point. With like all of the the hardships or things that are difficult about being gay, I definitely think the things that are good outweigh the bad. Because I also think about like just the sense of community. Yeah. And I also think about like gay culture, which I think is really great. And then again, obviously, there are some things that are problematic or whatever. But I also think... Right, right, exactly. And so then I also... Two sides to each coin, yeah. mm -hmm. But I also think that this, I don't know, culture of acceptance and expression of identity and autonomy and, you know, all of these things. It's like a good... It's like an identity thing, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like a pillar of who we are. And Mm -hmm. it's sort of... I agree with you with community. And this is something that I didn't feel until I left and actually met a bunch of queer people and then like you and realizing like how fun it is to like root for something and feel a yeah. part of something and know yeah. that it's something that is good and wholesome and like go home and not revert to the person I was or to mm-hmm. the anxieties that I was and honestly I just came back from a trip home I feel great mm-hmm. and I started losing it a little bit and then after I like sat on it thought about it I realized a lot of that was sort of in my own head and I had to claim my own power a little bit more. Yeah. And how, I mean, I literally live 
elsewhere. I was just visiting home. And I also feel a lot of dissonance about like my friends and family, whether queer or not, that are still in that town and knowing mm-hmm. how much dissonance I felt. And like, this is just my own personal therapy now, but where I like would just like want to make sure they got out too. I literally even had to let that go. Yeah. Like going home and like reverting back, it, it literally felt like I was trying to be molded again. Mm-hmm. But the great thing about being gay is that those scripts were bullshit for the start. Once I got rid of all the bullshit and everything that I was told growing up, now I feel like I can go anywhere mm-hmm. and be this like open out expressive thing. Yeah. And you know when people are like, <laughs> people are like, one of those gays, you know? Yeah, Why do you yeah, have yeah. to be so loud about it? Why does he yeah. have to always talk about it? Why does he have to dress like that? Yeah. Because we were told not to for so long. Yeah. And we love it. Because we love it. Because it's so good. <laughs> and it makes us, you know, like it makes me feel good to like yeah. be able to express myself in this way. I was thinking about that too with as far as like going home and stuff. And, you know, I've talked about how when I'm home and around family, like I'm so aware of myself. Yeah. And so aware yeah. of being gay because I'm not necessarily out Which still is a thing, but I also, going home, you know, this time, I kind of tried to adopt a different attitude of like, oh, well, I'm just going to kind of exist, and then, you know, if somebody does ask, or brings it up, or asks if I have a boyfriend, (laughs) I'll just say, no, I'm gay. (laughs) And so then even just going in with that attitude, even though I, like, didn't explicitly say it to anyone, or it didn't come up. I still went in this attitude of like, no, I'm going to be out. And that made me feel so much better and helped so much. And then I wasn't thinking about it because I was like, oh, I'm just going to assume everyone knows. Yes. <laughs> you know? <laughs> so, I don't know. And so that was really helpful and good. And yeah. I think, yeah, helped with that dissonance, you know? Yeah. I mean, I literally, when I was feeling that, I literally went to Christmas with my three-inch heels, and I wore lipstick. Yes! Like, it was so cute! I you was, looked so good. It felt so good. And I, I, I saw a picture, and I was like, ah! <laughs> He's so handsome! <laughs> um, and, break, and, like, breaking that path has taught me to, like, forge my own path in all walks of yeah. life, too. Well, yes, I think that's, that's so good, because I was going to say that being gay has also given me a stronger sense of self. Yeah. You know, because I've had to question myself so much and I've had to like do that deep dive into like, who am I? What do I actually believe? How do I feel? And I feel like I have this self-awareness now that I wouldn't have had, you know, if I wasn't gay. And I have such a clear sense of who I am and who I want to be because I'm gay. And again, I wouldn't have questioned that or thought about these things. If you never had to question yourself before. Exactly. I mean, that's how... I mean, even we're actors and I even think about how we're about to go out and like be actors. And every time I get advice from all these different people, I already sit there and I question it. Not like it seems sketchy, but question it like, okay, that's an option. Mm -hmm. Um, And there are other options too. And I've talked to numerous people and even just being aware that quite literally everything is subjective. Yeah. (laughs) um, Has opened me up to sort of figure out my own plans. And I feel super comfortable in like graduating and moving and Mm -hmm. like starting my own career and knowing I'll be fine if I don't book all the time. Yeah. And like knowing I'll be fine if like I'm bartending for a while. Cause yeah. first off, I love bartending. Uh, yeah. But sort of yeah. that, so, um, I feel so comfortable just like moving forward and knowing that my life is in my own hands. Quite literally, my being gay was the first lesson in becoming my fullest self. Right? Yeah. 
Think about when this pandemic hit and we were quarantined like the first time back in March. I think about people that freaked out a little bit more might not have had coping mechanisms. Right, or because, you they know, we be... had so much time to ourselves, yeah. you know. And I felt, you know, I think like back home and in a general sense of what I see on TV, that might be, you know, not gay. Well, I think <laughs> that, 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 that... That didn't necessarily have co the coping well, mechanisms. Yeah, because, they, you know, some people haven't had to question who they are, question these things, and so they haven't had to deal with... They haven't had this... They haven't this, had like, face. adversity. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I mean. Yeah, and I also think that being gay... I'm... It... <laughs> Sorry, I'm really mean to straight people. I promise <laughs> that I am fully aware that straight people have problems, too. Ah, really? Because you said <laughs> they don't multiple times? <laughs> no, no, I'm terrible. Um... I promise. But um, I also I think no, no, no. But I also together. think but what, but what you're saying though is that like because so we're gay and we've had <laughs> we've had to like face some of these problems yeah. head on and have been forced to face them and deal with them. That yeah. like we know how. Yeah. And we have developed like coping mechanisms and developed these yeah. awarenesses that. Some people haven't. Yeah, and, and to to further it, it's just it, like anyone who's faced adversity before has a better understanding of like coping mechanisms. Usually, right? Like if it's like yes. other marginalized groups, if it's just yes. anyone who's faced like extreme trauma that they had to overcome. Yeah. Um, which involves you know straight people, and so yeah. yeah. <laughs> so in the uh, point that I'm making, us being gay helped us learn how to get back up and keep going. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. 100 which I love. Literally. Well, and I was thinking too about, you know, because we as gay people face like some adversity. And I also think that because being gay obviously is not bad. <laughs> and um, and In that case there... that wasn't clear. <laughs> right. And that there is this community and this huge support system of mm -hmm. people who are gay and who are out and proud or people who support the gay community or the queer community that we are then able to come out of it realizing like, oh, that was bullshit. The people who put me yeah. down are dumb <laughs> because this is obviously a good thing. Yeah. Right? And so I think it's like this good adversity where there, there definitely is hope at the end. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole like, it gets better. Yeah, thing. which I hate that line, but it's totally true. No, right? It's and totally so, true. And I so hate like, it when people say that, but I, it's totally true. Really? I like I it. I hate it. I hate when people are like, it gets better. I'm like, well, it's bad right now! Yeah, no, no, I agree. <laughs> but, but again, that's the whole thing about like acknowledging the bad, too, yeah. you know? Right. Yeah, I mean, that's how I got better too especially especially after meeting you i literally just yeah i think that you. you and i have like really <laughs> really <laughs> hyped each other up and have really like you know i think that you and i would be different people if we hadn't met each there other were, yes there were so many people we were talking about this yesterday about just like sports we did in school and i was like i couldn't imagine i was a jock yeah <laughs> i couldn't imagine if i was stayed on the soccer team through high school or like ended up joining um basketball like all the teachers wanted me to because I'm six foot two and I was skinny and they were like ah aerodynamics I don't know oh my god I'd have so much more dissonance I feel if I actually ended up joining those sports teams so much more of like straight solidification but I did theater <laughs> so. yeah well and I even think because I quit sports because I fell in love with theater and I think I 
fell in love with theater because of the community oh, and that because makes sense. it was an accepting environment and it was yeah. a lot less judgmental well, and then yeah and then even when i came and here, it gave me the freedom then to explore my identity and myself where if i was in sports and didn't have as many friends <laughs> i don't think i would have been able to do that right and i mean even when i met you not that all sports are bad you, no. and lesbians love sports and so, the- you know. <laughs> yeah. um no but the when i met you I literally, we just would talk and it literally just made me like rethink Yeah. and suddenly become aware of these things growing up that I didn't even, I Mm -hmm. didn't even realize, you know, I was looking back at all these old like memes that I have saved in my, oh my God, that was so funny. We're going through your old photos, like way back years ago in your phone. Yeah. My Google photos has like them all saved. And so Mm -hmm. I went back to like literally all the way through like middle school. (laughs) Middle school is so, a bad time. Middle school is a terrible time. But I even think, like, even some going into high school, like, there were some jokes in there mm-hmm. that just, like, used the F slur just, like, for fun. It wasn't yeah. about gay people. They just would say it for fun. And sometimes it wasn't even, like, a joke. Like, it was clever. Like, it was just funny that they were Yeah, and you were just, just like, ah, ha, ha, yeah. comedy, because right. you were a middle school boy. Yeah, and I was like, ha, right. <laughs> putting down other groups of people. Yeah, but, and then again... But, but because I've been forced to question these things and I've become a lot more, you know, woke. Yeah, <laughs> that, I started that, questioning everything. Right, and that and there are certain things, even like small things like different jokes or humor or comedy, especially yeah. in movies, that I can see and be like, oh, that actually perpetuates rape culture. I literally was watching. Right? Yeah, I talked about that before. I literally, we went back and watched Eliza Schlesinger. I love her. And I was watching her older stand-ups that I definitely watched in high school. And I was like, oh my God. Yeah. Some of those jokes are We're like really, Yeah, and really heteronormative and really pushing. Pushing this You know, certain ideas. I also, well, yeah, now and, I'm just tired of the whole battle of the sexes thing. Yes, like, which so, we've <laughs> talked about. <laughs> I'm also so tired um, of it. But this is about the best parts of being gay. Yeah. <laughs> the best parts. Um, we can acknowledge that that is bad. Yeah. Um, I think, well, and like, just like in a, like, total surface level thing, too. I mean, yeah, we talked about community. I literally just see rainbows and I get happy. Yeah, I <laughs> know. I think it's because I, it's it's I feel like that community. Things. Yeah, because yeah, I feel a part of it. I mean, it's funny too because all my friends back home, when they get me gifts, it usually has to do with slots or rainbows, and I will not be explaining the first part of that. Um, <laughs> but it oh it usually has to do with rainbows. For example, my one friend Brooke gave me these stickers along with um, a bunch of rocks because she's a geologist and I love her and she always gives me rocks and I always give her rocks <laughs> and it's great. Um, but she also gave me a bunch of these stickers too and they were cute and some of them were about like hiking and outdoorsiness and then there was this one pack of queer stickers and it was fun because there was a rainbow flag and then there was also the leather flag yes it was the like I love it I know I know it was so funny and I never asked her but I was like I don't know if she knows what that is because <laughs> they just came in a pack together and the first one was like a rainbow flag like obviously it's a gay pride flag she knows that but the other one was a leather pride flag I love the leather community. She, <laughs> I think it's so funny. I was like, does she know what that is? I don't own any leather, you know? That's, I just thought it was funny. <laughs> oh, um, oh, I want to ask, yeah. when did you start viewing being gay as a good thing or starting oh, to love it or starting to realize like all of the best parts? Um, I'll go chronologically really quick. I really liked being gay when I would hang out with my straight friends because... Because it made you special? Yeah! <laughs> yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if... Th- this is probably a little problematic. I felt really great about being gay when, like, I'd hang out with my friends. You know, it was, like, my bit. 
was that I was gay and that they would like, my straight friends would have these jokes that were like a little homosexual. And I was like, it's so funny that I'm the gay one and you guys are acting gayer than I am. Right. And that I felt like, like I had a bit. <laughs> right. So, right, 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 um, right. But I really, I don't think I necessarily enjoyed being gay or like my gayness until recently, like a year ago. Yeah. Because I got okay with it. And I was like, okay, it's so cool being gay. We're getting rid of this dissonance. But I even think about how much I complained and like hated how <laughs> I laugh at this narrative now. How like dating as a gay man is so hard and terrible and I hate yeah. all the dating apps and it's always sex first and yeah. and this sort of all this stuff. And I was boy crazy. I in like a romantic yeah. way. I was like, especially when I got to college, I was like, oh Yeah. Oh yeah, we talked about that. How we had very high expectations for college and then got here and then we're like, Oh <laughs> And I hate and I was always like I liked being gay and I didn't it was no longer was like dissonant to me, but I definitely only saw the negative points in it. Like without mm-hmm. realizing, you know, like I wouldn't pinpoint being gay too bad. It was just more so I would only say the negative parts about it, you know, without even being aware of it. And so it wasn't until, I mean, you and I were friends forever and you're very positive about yourself and about your sexuality. I'm flaming. I, because you had to teach me how to even like paint my nails, right? Ah! And so I don't even think I liked being gay and I felt so like truly proud until I'll say junior year. Yeah. I'll say junior year of college. That's funny. Junior year is when I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I took it all from. I took all your pride. Yes, yeah, we just swapped. <laughs> um, no, I, I want to say then, and I don't know if there was a specific pinpointed moment, but I think about I loved being gay when I would like dress up in whatever I wanted, mm. and it wasn't like wearing feminine things, and I was like, oh, I'm gay. It was more like a. I loved wearing whatever I wanted, and I felt suddenly the freedom that I could wear whatever I want. Mm-hmm. Like I would wear. My <laughs> and like taking pride in it. Yeah, I'd wear my Luke Bryan clothes. Ah! And I felt really good. And then I and then I would wear like a mesh shirt. A mesh top. <laughs> uh, maybe it was like the summer between. That was a terrible summer, but um, the summer between sophomore year and junior year. Because I think about, I had it's a woman's blazer, so it's technically a little cropped on me. It's a little uh-huh. short, but it's like black with all these red floral flowers on it, which I should wear again. I just haven't gone out. That's a woman's blazer. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. I pull it off so well. Um, I love that blazer. Um, I mean, I'm wearing it, so it's a men's blazer. I know, I was going to say, those (laughs) obviously don't have gender. Right. Um, No, but I'll say like junior year, because especially like we were saying when we had time to really Mm -hmm. like think and process. I mean, I was processing like some family trauma, some like Mm -hmm. personal stuff as well. But I think coming out of that too was just sort of solidifying who I was. And I feel very proud about every part of myself now. But I want to say like genuinely enjoying being gay happened around that time mm. beginning of junior year mm-hmm. how about you when did you start enjoying being gay I think, <laughs> is that the question yeah, yeah i think pretty much right away like yeah, as soon as i realized that. that i was gay and i think really especially after which i talked about in like our first episode when i had that conversation with my youth pastor where i was like oh i think i'm gay and she was like cool that's great. You can be, you know? Oh, like and the only so, dissonance you had was with the church. Was and with then, religion. And, and then, then I was like, oh, okay, cool. If Jesus still loves me, <laughs> you know? And so then I think once I like really realized I was gay and was confident in it, because also the process of realizing you're gay is 
also hard right <laughs> so that i was unsure for a long time oh, but like once i you know was really sure in it i like like i said i like dove head first wore lots of rainbows and i was like yes i'm gay but i think it's because i value community so much like that's probably like my strongest biggest value yeah you know as community and so I think I was just so excited to be a part of this community and to have this identity. And so I would say that I, I loved it right away. Yeah. And I think like you said too, um, you know, especially in high school, like feeling a little special. <laughs> <laughs> well, yours was more of my mind felt like I just had something to offer in terms of like jokes and like, I was like, yeah, I'm the gay one. That's my thing. I'm right. the gay one. And yeah, yeah. Sort of, because I think about, I mean, it's so funny you brought up religion too. And maybe it's, for me, it was that like, I had religious dissonance. Yeah. And then eventually the bar was set so low that I was like, oh, being gay is okay. Cool, cool, cool. And that's like where I was. And yeah. it wasn't necessarily like I was proud of it. It was more so I was okay with it. <laughs> right. right. And because I got out of that funk and I thought I was fine just being like, oh, okay, okay. I'm not going to hell. Religion's are a cult. Okay, cool. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, organized religion is cultish. I'm fine. Cool. And I then I felt fine with it as opposed to celebrating it. Because now I'm at a point where I literally celebrate every single part of myself. Yeah. Like, which yeah, is yeah, so yeah. fun just because I love celebrating things. Yeah. And um, I love that we're friends because we hype each other up so, so much. much. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. But I even, so I celebrate even, I had this revelation back home when I even just was celebrating sort of like, I had dissonance with my, like my height. And, mm-hmm. like, I had a whole thing about, like, being too big and not owning my own power and the mm. dissonance with being submissive, both, like, in life and in the bedroom. And just mm-hmm. sort of, like, now I celebrate my height and, like, my sexual f- fluidity because mm-hmm. I'm a verse switch. Isn't that great? <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, but um, I also think that you were very, very proud of your being gay in high school because you <laughs> came from... A sports family that was just very proud all the time. That's true. <laughs> Maybe you came I am, from a bunch of... No, I also... Yeah, no, I think that's very true that I think I have very high self-esteem because of the way I was raised. <laughs> and that, like, my my whole family and, like, my mom and my sister especially are just very, very confident people. <laughs> and so then, like, I too, then as a woman, being able to look up to these very yeah. confident women yeah you know i think that was also super empowering for me yeah and then like, um, it was just another thing for you to be confident about right right <laughs> yeah. right no that's very true and then i think because it's interesting and like i said then junior year <laughs> was a rougher time for me because yeah, and i i've mentioned this before but that i really loved being gay in high school and i was like really proud about it and then I started, like, the longer I was out, the more I started to realize how it did affect my life in a more negative way. And then it started to feel more like an obstacle in some Mm -hmm. ways. Then I think that's when it became harder and I started to lose some of that pride. And it started to feel like a lot of work to be proud of who I am, which honestly is part of the reason why we started this podcast. Oh, yeah, because we came up with the idea during that. Yeah, because, right, and I was feeling like I needed to celebrate my identity and didn't have an outlet to do so, and I was feeling not super great about it, and so (laughs) then I was like, yeah, you know what, we should, let's let's do the podcast, and so, (laughs) you know, to give us an opportunity every week to, like, celebrate being gay and our identities, and honestly, it's been so great. (laughs) 
Um, this show has been solely for us, selfishly, in bettering our mental health. <laughs> Thank you. And hopefully yours, too. Well, I thought about that, too. I think about if I had this show growing up all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, and that's really the goal, too. I hope that... the conversations we have... I mean, it's in this place of awkward, right? Where I yeah. feel like being gay in this, like, rural Midwest where no one's, like directly hate criming me but no one's like celebrating me either yeah yeah, yeah. it causes its own unique form of dissonance and yeah, I sort yeah. of like these conversations are great i agree we're great em and i we're amazing <laughs> uh, yeah and so i feel like you though that i've recently gone on this journey of you know reclaiming myself and refinding this pride in mm-hmm. my identity and who I am again because like I said I was able to be proud of who I was after I was like oh religion isn't a problem it's fine and then like religion became a problem <laughs> and, then, <laughs> and then I was like oh no and then also you know I've talked about with acting and you know me not being like a air quote conventional woman and yeah. how that affects that and so yeah, like, really, really owning myself out of that. And I also think that, again, like, I think I'm a better person because of it. My mental health and where I'm at and how I feel about myself is so much better yeah. than it would be. So, in short, being gay just makes you better. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, or queer in any way. I also realized that, of course, we are gay, and so we're talking about being oh, gay. Well, but, but this think, applies to yeah. queer people as a whole. I mean, yeah, we're not gonna obviously. Go into, yeah, we're not going to go into, like, the experiences we didn't have. Right, exactly. We're only talking about ourselves, because that's what we're qualified to but do. But I also but think obviously. that other, other queer people that identify in these different unique ways have a similar experience. Yeah, no, you know? yeah, it's all the same. Maybe not exact, but right, similar. Right, right, right. Yeah. Yeah, but I... I am a fan. Yeah, <laughs> Have we know. celebrated ourselves enough? Have we celebrated ourselves? <laughs> you can never celebrate yourself enough. <laughs> you know? I mean, how do you like to celebrate your being gay? Oh. How do you like to celebrate it? Like, is there... Oh, what's that's like a really ritual good. you have or an activity oh, you do? Yeah, no, I actually... When I was, you know, struggling more with it, I came up with, like, a list of things of, like, okay, when I'm feeling bad, I made a list. I make lots of lists. (laughs) I make lots and lots of lists. But I made a list of things that I can do when I'm feeling bad about my identity. And I mean this podcast, obviously. (laughs) Sort of thing. Um, But also just, like, putting on a favorite outfit. Like, putting on my favorite button. Listening to queer core. Listening to, like, queer music. Consuming queer art and queer media Mm. oh also i just want to say that again with like community i mean my closest friends are also gay yeah and so then like having that in common and being able to grow i mean like we were just saying you and i being able to like grow with each other and hype each each other up and relate and being able to have these conversations that i wouldn't be able to have with other people i think just brings us so much closer because we have this thing in common, mm-hmm. you know? And so I think that I have such wonderful friendships too because of being gay. And oh, because of, yeah. You know? Yeah, and I think about, I mean, when I feel dissonant about being gay, I usually talk to you. Yeah, I was going to say, I'll just <laughs> call you up or JR right. or, you know, yeah. Right. I also love, I don't journal necessarily, like in the sense where I always write down my thoughts. Journaling's great. A lot I of love people, journaling. Yeah, I a lot of people, a lot. <laughs> a lot of people journal. And it's really, really good for them. Um, what I like doing um, is that I get, there are moments when I feel better about myself, both with like 
my body, my expression, etc., etc. I mean, I make sure that I either take pictures or I write about it. I most recently, when I was home, I had this night when I just felt like so good and I was staring at myself in a mirror and I was just like, yeah, wow. And I was just writing all these little affirmations about myself. Mm -hmm. And it was like, oh my gosh, I love myself. And I was like, I look so good because I love myself. Or like, I can be submissive and dominant because I love myself Mm -hmm. and like all these other things. I have this actually written on my door and it says, remember when you feel seen so that one day you don't feel forgotten. And so in the moments when I'm maybe losing that or feeling a little out of it, I kind of go back to those journal entries that I Mm -hmm. took or like to those pictures I took when I really, really felt myself Mm -hmm. because I was the same person in those pictures that I am now. Mm -hmm. Even if I've got an extra couple pimples or something (laughs) or if I've like... You know, if my muscles are a bit more squishy than they used to be. Yeah. Or most usually, if I'm feeling a little less worth it or a little less worthy, I have those journal entries and I have that on my door where it says, remember when you feel seen so that one day you don't feel forgotten. Yeah. Well, and I think that's a good thing to bring up too, just acknowledging that it is a process and, Mm -hmm. you know... Obviously, this has been such a journey for both of us and yeah. will continue to be throughout yeah. our lives because we're still very young people. Um, and so I'm sure like people who are listening to this may be at different parts in the journey as yeah. well. In my subjective opinion, is absolutely amazing. Well, I say it's objective. <laughs> it's objectively great. <laughs> um, yeah, cool. Cool. So M... What is your gay recommendation for this week? My gay recommendation is Fruit Bowl. What is Fruit Bowl? It is a podcast. It is Fruit Bowl, one word. You can find it at fruitbowlpodcast.com or pretty much wherever you find podcasts. It is an oral history of queer sex, and so it's essentially a bunch of interviews with queer people asking them about their sex lives, how they were introduced to sex, different things about their sexuality, and I mean, like we were saying, you know, sex is probably like the best part of being gay, right? And so it's cool to see this wide array of sexual expressions and it's really cool to listen to all of these different people's stories so i highly highly recommend fruit bowl nate what is your recommendation my recommendation is also a podcast two podcasts in one week wow um my recommendation is inside the closet with mateo lane and emma willman this, we love it. Yeah, this was a show that you showed me, and yes. honestly, the first podcast that I ever watched. And so I listened to, sh- to. <laughs> the first podcast I ever listened to. <laughs> and I want to recommend it because it was honestly, again, at that time in college when I really was learning to celebrate myself right. and just seeing these two people, sorry, hearing these two people <laughs> <laughs> that are so out and so proud of who they are. They're both comedians. They're both really, really funny. Yeah, check out their stand-up. Yeah, I encourage you to look at their stuff too. Um, You can find their podcast wherever you get your podcasts. And it's really, really good. And it's really, really gay. And they really talk about whatever. Yeah, just like their lives. What's going on? (laughs) (laughs) Um, But just like to hear two gay people talk about being gay. It's a gay and a lesbian. And it's, you know, listen to them. Come back to us. (laughs) I remember, no, it's so funny. Because I remember we had talked about making a podcast like years ago. Yeah. And then I remember I found their podcast and I was like, fuck! <laughs> <laughs> they beat us to it! <laughs> um, but no, I encourage you guys to go listen to it. 
Inside the Closet with Mateo Lane and Emma Willman. Nate, where can people find us? People can find us on Instagram at Podcast. There we post all of our recommendations and little snippets from our episodes. You can DM us, slide into our DMs, and Ooh. give us any recommendations for topics you'd like us to talk about. You can also just say hello, tell us what you think about the show. We love hearing from yeah, you guys. Yeah, rate and review. Yeah, um, it'll help us out. <laughs> um, you can also follow my personal Instagram at NateJig, N-A-T-E-J-I-G. And you can't follow M because her Instagram is private. Yep. and until next time let's be ourselves let's be celebratory and as always let's be gay thank you guys so much